Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. joined by Dr. Sarah Zielorf from Chicago in the US. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. Yes, good afternoon. Before we start and, and hear about your experience as an LDM prescriber, would you like to tell us your story? Absolutely. Uh, it's a very long, circuitous journey that I had uh, to becoming the person that I am today, um, especially the doctor that I am today. Um, I'm an only child. Um, I actually was born with a, de- a birth defect. My esophagus and trachea were joined together at birth. So um, I was whisked away from my, gr- from my mother at birth, and I was never breastfed. Um, and I had a feeding tube, and I had a lot of issues. In my first days and weeks, I had pneumonia, and I had to have surgery when I was less than a week old. I was born at you know, four pounds. And back in the early 80s, this was a very um, difficult thing. They didn't think I was going to live, but I pulled through. Um, I had to be hospitalized a lot as a little child, and that was very traumatic. Um, and I, I always thought that, you know, these doctors, including the female surgeon that operated on me, were, were heroes. But at the same time, I thought that I could do things better. You know, they never explained what they were going to do. They just shoved a tube down my throat or did this and the other. And I always said, you know, I can do that better. And I remember having a passion to be a doctor from the time I was about four years old. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor. And so I was very, very precocious, being the only child. And at the same time, I grew up in a lot of dysfunction, um, a lot of family trauma. Um, a lot was going on at home. It was not a very happy childhood. Um, I had to grow up way too, way too quick. Um, and uh, I knew that I had to be the best because I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so I knew that I needed to get a scholarship to uh, go to school to become a doctor. So I was, uh, I was valedictorian of my high school. And I went to Miami University in Ohio uh, for my undergraduate, which I took in microbiology, which I never knew how profound that would be until later. Um, I wanted to be an an infectious disease specialist. Um, I got married three weeks after undergraduate to the love of my life, um, very wonderful man. Um, And I went to George Washington to study infectious disease and public health at the George Washington University. I took a master's of science in that and emerging infectious disease, where I studied parasitology um, and uh, microbiology and foodborne science, foodborne disease, with some of the experts in the field that work for our national governing bodies. Um, And uh, after that, I uh, went to Loyola University of Chicago, Stritch School of Medicine for my medical doctor degree. And let me back up to say that I actually got very, very sick um, in college between my sophomore and junior year. I had a bad virus. As we know now, it probably was Epstein-Barr. And uh, then I had symptoms of um, hypothyroidism. In the spring of my junior year, I was sleeping. I was sleeping during class. I was sleeping between class. I was gaining weight. I was very sick. Um, and they they said, okay, yeah, you, you know, I went to all the best places. I went to Cleveland Clinic. They finally diagnosed me as mild hypothyroidism or subclinical, and they put me on Synthroid. They never talked about diet. They never talked about antibodies. They just put me on the medicine. And 
you know, I, I had periods of doing well and periods of doing not well, which we now know would be signs of a flare of autoimmune disease during times of stress, but I didn't correlate that at the time. I was just in school. And so I had periods of doing well and periods of not doing well. And at that time, I was only on T4 treatment. Um, for, for a little while, I was on T3 as well. Um, I had one doctor who understood a little more about uh, treatment of thyroid disease. Um, so I went to Loyola, and I, I fell apart my first year um, at Loyola. I had a medical leave of absence. People didn't know what was wrong with me. That, that I consider um, one of my first, my first major Hashimoto's flare. I came back and finished medical school. <clears throat> and then proceeded to take a residency in internal medicine, which uh, Loyola has a very, very difficult program. Um, and I was working 80-hour weeks and had my second flare. And at that time, it was, it's the worst I've been through. Um, and at that time, I had, between medical school and the beginning of residency, I had packed on 50 pounds. I got very, very sick. Um, and I had tests that showed that my liver enzymes were elevated and had to have a liver biopsy for my 29th birthday. And that's when I found that there was fibrosis of the liver. And they um, basically said, you have this, you know, it's not fixable. You know, maybe you'll get better. Maybe you'll get worse. You know, your liver could fail. Never, ever having made any connection with thyroid and um, just kind of let me on my way. And things were so dire and, and bleak and, my mindset was so poor and I, I didn't have any, you know, I sought the best nutritionists at some of the major medical institutions. And the big breaking point was when they looked at me and they said, you should eat these foods. And I, I said, look, these are what, this is what I've been eating all throughout my training. You know, this heart healthy diet of grains and processed foods and, and realized that that's what was killing me and that I had to stop everything. Um, I had to take a medical leave, um, during the middle of my intern year, having a mountain of debt and no way to pay it back if I didn't finish my training. The stress was just incredible and I couldn't work. I couldn't, I had such terrible brain fog as we know that happens in, in autoimmune disease with, um, with brain inflammation, with gut inflammation comes brain inflammation. And my brain fog was so severe. I couldn't write a note. I couldn't do anything. My whole, my whole livelihood was gone. I, I was in bed. I, I was very sick and that's how I found functional medicine. It started with rebuilding myself by learning biochemistry and learning how to fuel my body and starting to read and, and um, also get proper care. And it took almost a year to find someone to put me on the right thyroid medication um, and to eat and to move my body properly and to really feed my mitochondria. And I healed. I got better. And I went back and I finished my degree. I mean, I had already had my MD, but I finished my program my residency I also was infertile at that time I was in I didn't have a period for about a year because my whole body was in survival mode and miraculously I, I went back to work I got pregnant I had a, a baby girl in August of 2014 and she's just a miracle um, I finished my residency in November of 2015 and and um, I have to say my journey to being an LDN practitioner and uh, came with a flare that I had during a very stressful time, postpartum, which can happen with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, which I was formally diagnosed with, um, finally, after 10 years of improper treatment. And um, I began LDN in the winter of 2015. And that I really credit to giving me my life back during another flare. And I have not had 
a major flare since that time. Um, and I have now been working in private practice um, coming up on a year anniversary with the Institute for Personal Development in Chicagoland, whereby I practice functional medicine. Um, I am studying now to, I just uh, sat for my American Board of Internal Medicine, God willing, I passed that, still waiting on the results, but um, I am also doing the certification in functional medicine through the Institute for Functional Medicine, um, and I'll be continuing that work with goals of having my uh, IFM certified practitioner um, exam to be done um, in the next year or two. So I'm so thrilled to be living my dream and be listening to um, patients like myself every day, every day coming through my door, having the same story, the same story of feeling betrayed by modern medicine and not listened to and getting their 15 minutes to just talk and then really not being listened to and just being kind of thrown out the door with no answers. And it really starts the transformation to healing begins with finding someone to listen to your story and finding someone who really knows, knows, um, knows how to um, go about unpacking autoimmune disease and the fact that it really has to do with every facet of our lives. And it's not just a pill. It's not just a diet. All of these things are pieces to the puzzle, um, but it's not it's not any one thing. It's, it's really having to change everything in your life, but you can, and you can heal autoimmune diseases forever. You can put it into remission, but it's not something that you can cure, but it is something that you can heal from. And that is the greatest lesson that I can give when I talk to a patient, because I am an autoimmune disease patient. So I think it's very unique for a physician to have that experience, to bring that to the table, you know, and be very transparent because doctors are never supposed to be sick. Doctors are never supposed to have a bad day, you know, and, and because of that, I think there's such a, you know, that that's where we've gotten to be so um, uh, cold and unfeeling, you know, we've, that's, that's how we've then driven our system to not have humans in medicine. And uh, that's really difficult. You really want a doctor who is human, who's not afraid to be human. And that's a real difficult thing. So for the patients that you are treating, um, I know you said autoimmune diseases. What diseases have you actually treated so far with LDN? Hashimoto's is obviously a very large part of my practice. I have patients who have multiple sclerosis, uh, also with um, irritable bowel and IBD, so inflammatory bowel disease, both Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Um, I've had some patients with rheumatoid arthritis do very, very well. Um, I've also had a patient with a very, very rare um, neural voltage-gated channel disorder that went to Mayo Clinic. She, they diagnosed her, and then the person was very excited because he was running a, um, doing a clinical trial, but she didn't meet the criteria, so we basically dumped her <laughs> like a bag of rocks, and she had nowhere to go. Um, so I, I've treated her. I've treated um, – I've had patients who've had a history of cancer. Um, I've had uh, patients who've had um, unidentifiable – um, connective tissue disorders, some that have many patients that have a whole host of antibodies that, you know, can't be diagnosed with one discrete disease, but have multiple hits for autoimmune markers. Uh, Sjogren's, I've had patients with Lyme disease and Graves disease, the hyperthyroid 
a variety of autoimmune thyroid disease. I'm sure there's many that I'm leaving out, but you name it. I've had ankylosing spondylitis, mm-hmm. another. Um, I've had many, many, many patients with many different flavors of autoimmunity. And have any of those patients told you of any negative side effects? Um, so it depends on the patient. I've had a few complain of GI upset, whereby we have to lower the dose. I have had patients that have had paradoxical reactions in in the first weeks starting it or when they go to increase on the protocol of sleeplessness. Of course, I've had patients with the vivid dreams. I tell patients who are taking medical marijuana not to take them at the same time. Um, I've had, let's see, um, I think I've had patients who've had more fatigue uh, with it. And uh, I think a few, I've had a, a couple rare cases of headache. And how long would you say on average would it take for a patient to notice if LDN is working or not? Um, I have had patients actually notice better sleep within a few weeks or less pain within a few weeks. But, but for most patients, I say that they really need to give it a trial of up to six months. Mm-hmm. So any anywhere from that that you know I've had a few very few that say a few weeks they've noticed a difference but but made mostly after they you know get up to the higher dose and I'd say three four months to even six months. So Sarah, you were telling me about LDN and type one diabetes. Could you explain that for me? Yes, um, some very exciting things about LDN in general that. I was very scratching the surface about about why I use, you know, what conditions you can use this for is that, you know, traditionally in allopathic medical world, we say once a person has a disease that the gland, you know, that produces a hormone has been destroyed, that there's no getting that back. But that, but that is simply, that dogma is simply not true. And this is, does not work for every patient, of course, but uh, for some patients and some patients in my practice, I have seen um there are certain conditions that you can either reduce reduce medication or regain function. Um, one of them is type 1 diabetes, which is an autoimmune uh, disease of uh, against the uh, islet cells, uh, the beta islet cells of the pancreas. And we see that especially in um, teenagers, uh, younger people that are affected, that are insulin dependent, that they can reduce their insulin up to even 40%. Um, and that shows that there is endogenous uh, function of those islet cells that are, you know, either um, uh, being let to work or, you know, that they are being made to work better um, with the use of LDN. The other two conditions that I talk about a lot in my practice are um, with hypo and hyperthyroidism. So for Graves' disease, there is an allopathic medical world, the only way against hyperthyroidism to treat it is to kill the thyroid gland, either by irradiation or taking the thyroid out. And so if I have a patient that's in uh, a grave flare that is clinically hyperthyroid on methamazole, especially on blocking agents, I like to give the patient a trial, as long as they're clinically stable, a a trial of low-dose naltrexone um, to see if we can reduce that autoimmune uh, attack on that receptor because the autoimmunity, the antibodies are being made to the TSH receptor, which is sending a signal that the, the so that the hormone is perpetually being made by the thyroid. It's not an attack on the thyroid itself. So the thyroid gland itself is okay. And so if we're able to alleviate that autoimmune uh, uh, burden, we can potentially restore normal function. 
So that's incredibly exciting, and that's a, a completely different approach um, than allopathic medicine, which I think um, is worth doing um, in conjunction with diet and lifestyle modifications. And then also with hypothyroidism for patients who are medication-dependent, uh, there are many, many cases in the literature and uh, cases even in my own practice of people who are able to lower the dose of medication that they're on or even get off their medication and restore normal thyroid function. So it's a very, very exciting time in the autoimmunity world. To anyone that's suffering from an autoimmune disease, for those of you that really feel like you don't have anybody uh, to support you, nobody's listening to you, your own family dismisses you, that you've been betrayed, I just want to say that there is hope that you have hope and that there are communities of people on the internet, you know, um, even that's so wonderful that are joining forces from all over the world. Here I am speaking to uh, a person from, uh, from, uh, from uh, Europe, from, um, from England and I'm in Chicago and it's just a very incredible thing to be partnering all around the world that with all of our voices, one day this is going to be standard of care. This is not right now. You know, we're on the fringes, quote unquote, of medicine. We are in alternative medicine world. But, but the research is out there, and there are allopathic medical doctors, myself included, that are ardent supporters, and that, you know, the, the research is being done, and the science is there for many, many conditions. And, the, 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 you know, you might be, be called crazy because, you know, you're gluten-free or because you practice autoimmune paleo or, you know, some variety of a nutrient-dense diet. But, you know, the, the science is catching up. And one day, it's going to be there. And you are not crazy. So just keep reaching out. Keep asking questions. Keep searching for people that can help and to support you. And um, have love and, love and gratitude for every day that you have. Um, I know that you may be suffering um, this disease. Autoimmune disease is not for the faint of heart. It's really difficult. Um, but have hope. You can heal. You can heal. And what would you say to people in the Chicago area who would like to come and see you? How would they get hold of you? Right now, we are actually growing. So I have a practice within the Institute for Personal Development, which if you Google it, it's um, www.ipd.md. That's .md, medical doctor. Um, and you'll see that it's actually a, a mental health um a mental health um, group and people are perplexed by that. They say, how do you practice internal medicine or, you know, functional medicine within a psychiatric group? And I say, that's exactly where I should be because most of us with autoimmune disease have just been handed an antidepressant and been kind of kicked out by our butts, you know, or being told that we have anxiety or that nothing is wrong with us or that we're crazy. And I see actually a lot of um, internal referrals from other practitioners that patients find out, oh, I've been given this antidepressant, but, you know, I actually have an autoimmune disease and I want to see what she has to say. And, and it's, um, I think it's very, very important because at the center of health is our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual health. That's really the center of health. So that's why I am there. Um, there is a number, a general number to call. Um, they're setting up a phone center. Right now I have, I have a, to get in as a new patient. Um, I'm accepting Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that um, there usually is a couple of um, months wait, up to up to eight weeks, eight to ten weeks wait right now um, to get in as a new patient. But I am also starting a concierge practice that is um, 
self-pay whereby people will actually um, be called by my medical assistant and it'll be a much more um, direct way to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And where are you having your offices? You were telling me you've got two at the moment and a third on the horizon. <laughs> Correct. Uh, right now I'm in Romeoville, which is south of the city. Um, it's off of uh, 55 South. And then I have an office even further south in Morris, Keeney Town of Morris, which is a half an hour south of the Romeoville office um, off of I-80. And I'm actually looking to have um, an office in the future in Geneva, which is directly due west of the city. So we're, we're busy times. It's very exciting. Mm. And you sound as though that uh, your Hashimoto's is behaving itself and you're feeling well, um, which is yes. absolutely amazing. <laughs> and yes, for the, for the time being and every day, every day is a gift. You know, I, I don't take anything lightly after what I've been through. And I would say you're in a very good position to understand your patients and be mm. sympathetic and a listening ear. Wonderful. I think we should all have doctors like, like you. It's amazing. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. Today we have Dr. John Walsick with us. And John is the pharmacy manager at Johnson Wellness and Compounding Pharmacy in Massachusetts. Thank you for joining us, John. Oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you for having me. Could you tell us when you first heard about LDN? So when I started uh, back in 2008, uh, it was a therapy that was just coming through our door. So we've been doing it uh, since about 2009, um, on and off. Um, and then it's picked up a lot in the last um, three or four years. Mm-hmm. So did you actually do some research and find LDN yourself, or was it a patient or a doctor that told you? Uh, I think a lot of it was patients coming in looking for it. Um, and a physician, a local physician that we had that was using it in, an, in a liquid form um, and doing some of his own sort of tests and studies. Okay. And then word of mouth from there. So what forms of LDN do you supply? So typically uh, we supply capsules. Um, most patients are um, easy, can easily tolerate the, the uh, capsules. Uh, but we do make it in a liquid form or suspension. Uh, we do a topical cream um, and then just different sublingual formulas. Mm-hmm. And what strengths are your capsules? Uh, the capsules that we, that we make range um, from probably 0.5 up to um, up to 8. Our standard that we supply, it's 1.5 is our typical 1.5, 3, and 4.5 um, sort of for the final dose, mm-hmm. uh, but we can make sort of any any dose in between that the doctor or the patient's looking for. That's our most common is a 1.5 and a 4.5. Wonderful. And could you tell us what filler you use? Uh, so we, again, we can um, compound it with, with whichever filler the doctor's requesting. Uh, we would typically use an uh, acidophilus filler or a rice flour filler or a cellulose filler. Um, those are our three most common. Mm-hmm. And how many patients would you say you have on LDN at the moment? I'd say currently we have um, a little over 650 patients that are getting therapy in one of the do- one of the different dosage forms that we have. 
Mm-hmm. What conditions would you say your patients take LDN for? Would you know that? So what we've seen from some of the specialists that are writing for it and some of the patient feedback, uh, we're seeing a lot of it used for um, pain management, um, MS, uh, mus- uh, mus- uh, I'm sorry, Crohn's disease, uh, autism, um, Parkinson's, and then different skin conditions as well for the topical. Mm-hmm. Have any of your patients reported any adverse effects? Uh, not really. It's I mean, it's pretty well tolerated. Uh, some of the patients that can't tolerate the oral um, capsules can use the um, the sublingual. Um, a lot of times, there's some sleep issues at the at the beginning uh, when dosing, um, and a lot of those patients use melatonin. But for the most part, it's it's really well tolerated. Mm-hmm. And have you had any fee- patient feedback on how long they've found they've had to take LDM before they've had any improvements? Uh, usually, people have improvement um, from feedback. I'd say with um, in the one to two month range, um, and once they're on the full the full four point five, they're seeing um, they're seeing good results staying on that. Mhm. And what price is your more more energy and less pain? Mhm. And what price is your LDN? And just if people are listening to this, this is um, in April 2016, and your prices at this current time, how much are they? Yeah, so a lot of our our pricing, we have things sort of um, our common formulas, and we have it for um, $59.95, and that's for 90 capsules. So that can last the patients for three months supply, so they're basically getting it for around twenty dollars a month. Mhm. And what about um shipping costs? Uh we offer free shipping in the states that we're licensed in. Mm-hmm. Um uh-huh. patients can get expedited shipping as well if, if need be, but regular shipping is um we do free shipping. Mhm. Uh, and what states are you licensed in? Sure. So we're located in uh Massachusetts and we can ship to um, basically all of New England, so we can ship to Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey. Uh, that takes care of New England. Then we have Pennsylvania, Florida, Washington State, Kansas, and Missouri. So um, basically, we're a New England-based um, company, uh, but we're happy to get licensed in states outside of Mass when we have patients that are there. So right now, we're up to 13 states. Mm-hmm. And are there many doctors in and around Massachusetts that are prescribing LDN? Do you know? I'm sorry, how many how many doctors? Yes. Uh, that's a good question. I'd say um, probably over a hundred different doctors are currently using us. Goodness. Yeah, that's a lot of doctors, and that must equal <laughs> a lot of patients. Well, that's that's a, that's amazing. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add, John? Um, no, I think it's um, it's a great it's a great therapy, and um, a lot of our patients that are using it are having great results. So, um, spreading the word is is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And how can people get in contact with you? Uh, they can always email me directly at um, john at naturalcompounder dot com. 
um, or they can call the pharmacy at 781-893-3870. And they can feel free to use my direct extension, which is 102, or the main extension, which is 800. Do you have a website? We do. Our website is naturalcompounder.com. And there's some information on there on the therapies that we make. Um, And we also have a a beautiful front store that has different supplements. Um, So for any patients that have supplement needs, um, we have sort of a a broad uh, range of arrangement of products that are all natural or homeopathic or just slightly better quality than what you may find in a regular pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And while I was listening to your uh, music, I heard that uh, natural cinnamon was uh, a, a good thing to take. I'll be trying that. <laughs> a, a good tip. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us, John. I really appreciate it. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.